to speak life to the broken and watch the blind eyes open. It's who he's calling you and me to be. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, this morning we know that your word is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, it says. So God, this morning we're asked that it would begin to slice deeply into our hearts. That God, we wouldn't just come to go through the motions of religion. That we wouldn't just come on a Sunday morning, God, just to uh, punch a, a punch card of doing good deeds or something like that. But God, in this moment... Holy Spirit, that you would invade our hearts, that we would be ready and willing to be the action you have called us to be in this region and in this city, that God, you would use our lives as tools to minister to those that are hurt, those that are broken, those that are destitute, those that desperately need to hear the truth, the life, and the love of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that we would be the tools in your hands today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone in this room that wants their life to make a difference? A lot of people, right? I mean, really, when we think about it, none of us want to lay on our deathbed someday and as our family are slipping in and out of the hospital room and, and we're wondering and we're looking back at our life, all of us in that moment, I think, would hope that our life made a difference here on this earth. That the people that we surrounded ourselves with or the people that God intersected our lives with were actually changed by something that we said or that we did, that their lives were impacted for the better or for the greater? I'm not sure that there's really a person probably in this room that truly somewhere deep inside of their hearts doesn't want their life to make some form of lasting impact on those around them. All of us know that we only have one life and we want that life to count. It was interesting, Dr. Barnabas a few weeks ago said this from this very pulpit. He said, you have the opportunity to, of a lifetime in a lifetime of opportunity. You see, guys, God has entrusted us as believers with a powerful tool. When unlocked under the use of the Holy Spirit, this tool has the ability to heal broken hearts, to bring hope to those people around us that are actually hopeless. But we know that in life, a lot of times, the most dangerous tools are usually the most effective ones. And the most effective tools are usually the most dangerous ones. Those of you that have cut down a tree before, many of you have used a chainsaw. Very effective tool. Very dangerous tool. If you've ever cut down a tree with an axe, you'll know how effective a chainsaw is. Back in the day when all they had was axes and two-man saws, you know, if you drug a two-man saw against your jeans or something like that, you might get a scratch, you might get a bump here and there. You drag a chainsaw that's going full speed against your leg, man, before you can say, ouch, you don't have a leg. You know what? The thing of it is is that we have a very similar tool that God has given us as believers. 
that we're going to talk about this morning. It's a very powerful tool. In fact, this tool is so powerful that it can destroy a person's life in an instant before you can even say, ouch. It's the power of the words that come out of your mouth. Yet the most dangerous tool is yet still the most effective tool when used correctly, when used to bring hope and life and healing to people's lives that have been broken and damaged and destroyed. It says that we can speak life to the broken was one of the lines in the song this morning that we looked at. The title of our series over the next few weeks is Be One. Will you be one? One of the people that is willing to get out of their comfort zone and intersect other people's lives and bring hope and healing to those around them. Guys, when we are surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit and we allow him to fill our mouths with the message of hope, incredible things begin to happen. But many of us, as Christians, a lot of times, many of us would like to just keep our faith to ourselves. It's kind of a personal thing. I'll just keep it on the inside. I'll just blend in with everyone else around me. In fact, some people go as far as to say, and this is a great saying, it says, preach God always, and when necessary, use words. But this morning after today's message, I'm hoping that God begins to stir so much inside of your heart that you couldn't live a life that way. That you would actually say, God, use my lips as, as, as broken and ineffective as they seem sometimes. That you would walk away from today's service saying, God, use my lips to speak life to the broken, to bring healing and, and, and uh, to bring encouragement to those people around me. That every morning, God, I would hear your voice as clearly and as instructedly as I possibly could so that I could minister words of life and healing to everyone around me. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing if each of us walked out of here? How would this city change if each of us would clearly hear the voice of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis and try and convey that message to those around us? It would be absolutely transformed. And I'm asking that God would do that today in our hearts and in our lives. Could you take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to uh, Isaiah chapter 50? Isaiah chapter 50, 5 0. If you don't have your Bible with you this morning, we have it up on the screen here for us. Isaiah 50, and we're going to start reading verses 4 through 6. We're going to read this message. It's written by the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah here is uh, writing about, it's called a messianic prophecy. He's speaking about Jesus uh, thousands of years before Jesus comes on the scene. But you'll really see, you'll see Jesus as he's writing here. It's amazing. But Isaiah was one of the prophets that wrote many undeniable messianic prophecies for us. And this is one of them. I'm reading from the New King James Version to start with this morning. So, and it's up on our screen. It reads this way. Isaiah 50 verse 4. It says, the Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. 
He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. This is speaking here about a prophecy about Jesus. Isaiah writes these words through the power of the Holy Spirit, talking about how Jesus, in verse 4, that God has given him the tongue of the learned. Do you remember when Jesus was just a boy and his parents accidentally left him uh, back at the temple? They didn't know where he was, but they were leaving town, and usually they traveled in big caravan-type groups. So, you know, some of you have lots of cousins, so you know how this could happen, you know, at a family reunion or something like that. You know, everybody's kid is somebody else's kid and all of those kind of things. And all of a sudden, Jesus is lost, and Mary and Joseph go back to look for him, and they find him in the temple. In the temple, he is sitting. He's just a young boy, and all of the scribes and the Pharisees are sitting down, and they're absolutely astounded at the words that he's speaking. They're incredible the things that the Holy Spirit is speaking into Jesus, and Jesus is relaying these concepts to these men. Throughout Jesus' ministry, this, was, this happened quite often. At, at times, Jesus would be teaching such multitudes of people that they would gather, and more and more people would come and, and come, and they would fill hillsides. In fact, on one occasion, there were so many people listening to the words of life that Jesus was speaking that he actually had to get into a boat and push out away from the shore and create a natural amphitheater so he could speak the words of life and encouragement to these people, and direction, and correction, and clarity. The voice of the learned, it was like God was speaking in one ear and he was speaking it out. In verse 5, it goes on to say, The Lord has opened my ear. I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Do you remember the story when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane? And in that moment, he was praying, and the Bible says that he was praying with such anguish, it was like great uh, drops of blood or, or sweat and blood mixed were dripping to the ground as he was praying. The thing that he was praying that night was saying, you know what, God, if there was any other way other than the cross for us to accomplish the mission, that'd be really great. But he said, but God, not my will, but yours be done. God, this isn't about me. This is about accomplishing your will and what you want my life to be about. Verse 6, it goes on and says that Jesus gave his back to those who struck me, his cheeks to those who plucked out his beard. Jesus, on the day that he was going to go to the cross, they whipped him and beat him, flogged him mercilessly. They whipped him to a point where his back became like ribbons of flesh. And he did it for one specific reason, for you. You see, Jesus was taking our place. What was happening in that moment was all of the sin of mankind was being paid for. 
And as Jesus was taking the beating, the, the men whipped him mercilessly. And then they would slap him and punch him in the face. And they would tear out his beard. For those of you that have a beard, you know, when my kids grab my beard or something and give it a little tug, I just kind of squeal. You know, it's like, man, that's a little sensitive. But for them to grab Jesus' beard and just begin to pull it out and spit in his face and mock him and say, you're the son of God. You're the son of God. In fact, there were people that mocked him as he hung on the cross. And they said, you know what? If you're so powerful and you're so great, why don't you just come down? You know what the most amazing thing is? Is that it wasn't the nails that held Jesus on the cross that day. He could have. He had the power and the authority to call the angels from heaven like they were mocking him to come down off of that cross, but it wouldn't have accomplished the mission that he was sent for. His mission was to die on the cross for you and for me. It was so that sin's penalty could be paid and we could go free like we talked about last week. So we see that this is a a very vivid messianic prophecy here. But I want us to really focus on verse 4. If I, I, I'm going to look at it in the New Living Translation uh, this morning. In Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4, it reads this way. It says, The sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning he awakens me and he opens my understanding to his will. According to this verse, it says that God is the author of words of wisdom. He calls, or he he gives those to not only Jesus, but I believe he gives them to us as well. He can tell us not only what to speak, but the Bible also says that he can tell us when to speak it. That we're to comfort the weary. The New King James Version that we just read, it says a word in season, that it's the perfect word in the perfect season, that God can use us to speak something uh, wonderful and healing at just the right time in other people's lives. We know about the perfect season. Many people, gardeners in the room, yeah, no, none, no gardeners in the room, okay. Uh, Anyone that's ever planted something, anything, okay, great. We know that We know about due season. We know about this. When we plant something in the spring, we don't go out the next day after we've planted the seed and expect a harvest because it's not the right season. But we go when it has had time to germinate and time to grow and time to produce fruit. But then we also know that there's a window of opportunity for us to pick whatever it is because if we go too late, then the season has passed. But it says that God gives these words to speak words of encouragement in the right season. Have you ever shared something with someone that it was the right thing to say, but it was the wrong time to say it? Like before mom has had her coffee in the morning or something like that? (laughs) Or dad? But all of these things... It says that God can give us words of wisdom so that we know how to comfort the weary. 
Jesus used these words from God, the perfect words in the perfect timing so that he could bring comfort to the weary. Matthew Henry said this, an ability to do this is God's gift. It is one of the best gifts which we should covet earnestly when speaking about these words that can come out of our mouth to speak life to the broken. The passage goes on to say, morning by morning, he awakens me, and he opens my understanding to his will. The NIV says this. It says that he awakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. That's great. To listen like one being instructed. How many of you have ever seen those spy movies where they put something in somebody's ear and, you know, they're supposed to be saying the words that the person's kind of reading to them, say, okay, now tell the bad guys this or whatever, and they've got the word, like, they're being instructed on what they're supposed to say, and then someone in the back room accidentally says something funny or, no, I don't want any Chinese or whatever, says to his friend, and they're standing there and they go, I don't want any Chinese, you know, to the bad guys or whatever. I mean, like one being instructed. The Scripture is talking about this. Can you imagine what it would be like as a Christian if we were walking through life and and we come in contact with someone that God wants to speak to, in that moment we go, what's that, Lord? Oh, you know what? I have a message that, that God has for you. And not to be weird like that and say it that way, but you're kind of like, as one being instructed. Could you imagine if we as Christians would walk through our life in that manner with such a sensitive and tuned heart to the Holy Spirit that as we're walking through life and we come in contact with people who are broken, who are needy, that God would speak to us in a powerful way and we would be like ones being instructed by the Holy Spirit every single day. Can you imagine the impact that we could have on people's lives? It would be amazing This, it says, morning by morning, he awakens me. He awakens me. This Hebrew word is is, is an amazing word here. It means to awake, to stir, to start to move, to agitate, or to disturb. Do you remember what caused Jesus to touch the leper last week? Anyone remember? Just shout it out if you know the answer compassion. There's a little bit more. He was moved with compassion. He was agitated with compassion. He was disturbed with compassion. We see that morning by morning, maybe, you know what, the Christian life, maybe it's not so comfortable and coasting as we want it to be. Maybe we should be praying, God, disturb me each day. Agitate me inside of my heart so that I could be a great tool in your hands. It's interesting that in the original Greek, not to jump last week too far, but in the original Greek, it said that Jesus was moved with compassion, so he reached out and touched the leper. Actually, the original Greek in some translations is Jesus was moved with anger. Something stirred inside of him. When he saw injustice and things that were wrong and people that were hurting, there was something inside of him that said, that's not right. It was like Hope's two beautiful daughters that we talked about a few weeks ago. Anger and courage. It says that we are to be stirred. 
but it's with clarity, stirred like one being instructed. Jesus was a beautiful example of this, of one being instructed. In fact, in in John chapter 12, verse 49, Jesus says, I do not speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. The Lord's servant is this teacher, Jesus. He has the ability to encourage. He listens to God, and then he passes on what he hears to those around him. But think of it this way, guys. If Jesus, the Son of God, divinity in humanity, each day needed to spend time with God in order to him to clearly hear the message of comfort to the weary, how much more do we as broken individuals, we as imperfect people, need to hear, spend time with God each morning, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, so that we can be the messengers that God has for us. Could it be, many people would say, that in today's day and age, God is not speaking anymore. But could it rather be, the messengers just have stopped listening? Maybe we've just stopped listening. The message is still trying to go forth. The message is still trying to go out. But the messengers just have not done a good job of listening. So, Isaiah 50, verse 4. How do we apply this as individuals today? How do we take this verse that was written, a messianic prophecy about Jesus, take, unwrap it, take the biblical principles out of it, apply it to our personal lives today? What can we take away from this? I think we see that Jesus, as he handed off the message of the gospel to his disciples, he gave them power and anointing to accomplish the things that he wanted to accomplish. To even do greater things, he said. And at that point, the church began to spread across the entire world, changing it and transforming it. The world would never be the same once the church was in action. You see, guys, I believe that God is desiring each of us to be his mouthpiece to all of the people around us that are broken, that are weary, that are hurting. That God would want to use us, much like he used Jesus, to speak hope and healing to those around us. God wants to give us words of wisdom. As the Holy Spirit empowers us, I believe that God speaks to our heart to speak life to the broken. In 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. I believe that God wants to use every person in this room to speak his words of wisdom so that we can comfort the weary. So that we can know exactly what to say and exactly when to say it that we would be like someone was speaking to us, saying, hey, say this. 
You see, guys, one of the core values here at Wofford City Assembly of God is we want to see people grow in a maturity of their spiritual life so that they can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God and through the sensitivity of our heart so that we can speak words of life to those around us. That's one of our core values. It's one of the things that we believe in the most. You know what, guys? Each morning, I believe that our prayer should be not just, God, protect me, God, help me, God, be with me today, but it should be more like, you know what, God? Maybe we need to pray a dangerous prayer, and we've done this before. We've prayed dangerous prayers around here. Maybe we need to say, God, agitate me. God, disturb me. Don't let me become comfortable, calloused, and hard, but agitate me. Help me to be like one that is hearing your voice clearly and expressing it to others. So if the world around us is in desperate need of a message from God, and God is wanting to share it with them, then we as good messengers play a vital role in expressing the gospel to others around us. And listen, guys, I'm not talking about being really weird because I'll be honest with you, Pentecostals have got a really weird reputation of like saying, thus saith the Lord, and then they start talking in King James English, and it's really creepy. And, you know, I'll be honest with you guys, um, the... That kind of idiotic nonsense gives us a bad reputation. I know that's really hard to hear. But you know what? Here's the thing. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's vital that we have words of life, that we speak to other people. But you know what? We're just simply messengers. And messengers don't have to be weird. They can be normal, average people to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit with clarity and understanding and relay those messages to hurting and broken people all around us. We just need to be sensitive enough to sense the agitation of the Holy Spirit speaking to us to say, now is the time. Talk to them. Share with them. Speak something to their life. Guys, I believe that if we are willing this week if we were willing to ask God, say, God, would you give me the words of comfort for those around me? Would you give me words of encouragement? Would you give me words of healing? And then you would just say, God, uh, from this point on, every morning, I want you to wake me. I want you to shake me. I want you to agitate me. I want you to disturb me. I am available at any point that you need me to speak. As of from this day forward, I am your messenger. Use me however you would. Would you be willing to do that today? Courtney, why don't you come? Guys, if we took this challenge seriously this morning and we believed that God could speak to us, not only could, but would and wanted to, the massive impact that this could have on our region would be absolutely amazing. If this many people would say, God, I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I want to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. And God, if you could use me, I am absolutely available. God, I want you on a daily basis to speak to me like a person being instructed at every moment of the day.
Are you willing? That's the question. Are you willing to leave behind today your life of comfort? Are you willing to leave your life of selfishness? Are you willing to be obedient when the Holy Spirit begins to tug on your heart? Because I know beyond a shadow of a doubt this morning that there have been a lot of people that God has begun to speak to and we haven't been very willing to act. You know when God puts you in those situations and he begins to instruct you through the voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart and tells you to speak up, tells you to say something, tells you to encourage someone, and you don't do it? How do I know that that happens? Because it happens to me? I'm not proud to say that. I'm not saying, be like me. Guys, I want to be instructed and I want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit with clarity and understanding. There is a world out there that desperately needs to know the messages that God is going to give you, the the words of life and hope and healing. You know what? There are people not even in this region. Maybe God is tugging on your heart to go on a missions trip or something and minister to someone uh, around the world somewhere. Are you willing to be obedient and listen to that voice? So this is what I want us to do this morning. Just as Courtney's playing, I just asked her to quietly play in the background. Would you be willing to bow your heads right now and, and close your eyes? And in this moment, would you be willing to say, God, now be careful when you pray this prayer. It's a dangerous prayer. But you would say, God, I'm available. God, I'm available. I'm an available messenger for the words of life that you want to speak to the people around me. I'm an available messenger to the words of life you want to speak to my family, to my friends to those that are around me. God, I'm available for you to agitate me. I'm available for you to disturb me. I'm available for you to soften my heart at times so that I would sense and know when people around me are hurting, when people around me need encouragement, need prayer. God, you would use me. That God, from this moment forward, that God, you would begin to speak with clarity and understanding to my heart, that God, you would speak like one, like one being instructed, that you would give me instruction and understanding in situations, that God, my words would be words that would be in the right season, that people would be ready and willing to hear these things, that God, you would give me the courage necessary to act. So this is what I want us to do, guys. Just take two minutes real quick. Got lots of time. I want you to begin to ask God, God, is there someone that is within my sphere of influence right now that you want me to speak to? 
God, is there someone that is hurting? Is there someone that is weary? Is there someone that that is broken? Is there someone that, that needs to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit through me? God, could you give me clarity on who that is? And then maybe we would say something like this. We would pray, God, now that you've given me the person that you've laid upon my heart, God, what would you like me to say to them? I want to be a good messenger, God, and a messenger doesn't make up a message. So I need you to share with me. God, I just pray for each of us, Lord, this morning that we would be receptive messengers, that we would hear the voice of the Spirit with clarity and understanding, that, God, you would use us to convey the message of truth and hope to a lost and dying world, that, God, you would give us the actions to live. Father, we pray, Lord Jesus, that our sensitivity would become even greater, that morning by morning we would hear your voice in a more clear way, that we would be like ones instructed by you, that, God, you would speak to us clearly. Lord Jesus, you would use your word to convey truths, Lord, that we would pass on to others, that you would use your spirit to speak words into our lives, message of wisdom, message of knowledge, that you would give us faith, gifts of healing, God, you would pour out your spirit in abundance upon our region. So God, this morning, we, we want to be used by you. So Holy Spirit, we're available. Whoever you would draw in our path, God, we want to be sensitive and to know your voice. So God, this morning, I just pray a blessing upon each person in this room that with a greater anointing that we would walk through this community, that God, we would be lighthouses, Lord Jesus, amongst shipwrecks, that God, our light and our love conveyed through the gospel of Jesus Christ would be shone abroad across this region, that it would push back the darkness, that we would rescue the dying and the weary and the hopeless and encourage them and ultimately share the hope of Jesus Christ in their lives so that some way, somehow, someone might come to know you, Jesus. And we pray these things in your powerful name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Lord, bless you guys. Be confident in being a good messenger of the Holy Spirit. Lord, bless you guys.